You know who we could get to do the intro? Who? Shaka Khan. She's on Cameo. How much is she? I don't know. I bet she's 400. Really? I bet she's at least 400. I got, I, you know what? I asked for Ted Williams. I paid the extra $60 to get it in under 24 hours. And that was days ago. He hasn't done it. Jeez, Ted, get on the ball. I know. I'm pissed about it. Fucking guess how much Shaka Khan is. $600. 650 Oh my God. See, I knew it. I knew it. I mean, th- the thing is that when you got a voice like Shaka Khan, you can charge that much. My limit is $400. I feel like at Christmas, maybe we can get someone that's like $400 as a treat. And that person is going to be Dion Warwick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But wait. that, but no, nothing over 400. Like, come on. This is just, that's ridiculous. Hi, this is the birthday wish that goes out from Eric to Shigeki. Ageki is Eric's husband. And you know what? He adores you. He thinks you're every woman. And when he plays my music, <laughs> he feels like he's every woman too. <laughs> um, please, uh, I want to wish you a very happy 50th birthday. And if I could just sing a few lines uh, of that iconic song for you. I'm every woman. It's all in me. Yikes. <laughs> Not trying. I'll do it naturally. <laughs> oh, no. That wasn't worth $650. Well, maybe it is. Maybe we should get her to sing our theme song. Oh. Tracy and Rich. Get high and talk. Do you think that when Arnold Schwarzenegger says hasta la vista, baby, in Terminator 2, he's quoting Jodie Watley? Why? Did she say that? Yeah. When did she say it? 1987. Was she hot? Did she turn you out? Curiosity rules my brain. Was she worth my heart? It's torn all apart. Are you going back again? Tell me. Okay. Yes. It's totally. Yes. He says it just like her in he that cadence. He says it exactly like her. So he's he's maybe was listening to that song. I guess James Cameron or something or like some. I I, I don't know. I would love to know the story if he of how Jim improv that yeah. because he is listening to the song. I would. How how did they all not die laughing on the set? Hasta la vista, baby. Yeah. No. He copied. He he says it exactly the way that Jody Watley. He says really it. does. Hasta la vista, baby. Oh, good catch. Were you just like listening to that song this week or something and it made you think of it? I watched Terminator 2 this week. Um, <laughs> it you and Joey Watley. But I, I actually long thought about this. This has been in my head previously. Wow, I can't uh, believe we never talked about I it. I know, I can't believe it either. But, you know, there's just an endless amount of things to like unpack from my head and dust off and say, what about this? <laughs> I want to put, play them at the same time. Hasta la vista, baby. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever 
paid any attention to Lenny Bruce? Yeah, I've seen some of his films and photos. Kind of like whatever, huh? Well, I think he For the was time. of the time. Yes. You know what I mean? So yes. at the time, it was like really kind of radical. Yes. But um, I think same with Richard Pryor. I watched the earliest Richard Pryor stand-up special, which is actually like literally the, er- the earliest stand-up special. I think it's called Live and Smoking. And it was like... <sighs> I mean, oh, really? Wasn't that good? No, even the people in the audience are kind of like, there's a whole part where he's like, talks about sucking dick and he got addicted to sucking dick. And, you know, it's Richard Pryor says that? Yes. Wow. (laughs) Yes. Here, I mean, we can play it. Yeah, yeah, let's play it. Yeah, act like you ain't never sucking a dick or something. Yeah, I mean, no, sorry, Bob. We've never ever touched a penis in our lives. We're real men. I sucked a dick. You can get a habit from sucking dick. You know, become a dick junkie. <laughs> you can only do it maybe three times. You do it more than that, you're going to have it. You'd be, i got to have a dick. <laughs> no, please. Doctor, I have a cock in my mouth. <laughs> I used to give head to dudes and always say, don't, don't come into my mouth. <laughs> you know, Gavin was really into Lenny Bruce. They were friends. They were friends? Yeah. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking of someone completely different. Okay. I'm thinking of Bruce LaBruce. <laughs> Bruce LaBruce. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's friends with Bruce LaBruce. Okay. I was thinking Slob of Bruce really LaBruce whose films do bore me. Right. Um, um, Lenny Bruce. I tried to watch the biopic about him. I think it's Dustin Hoffman. Yes. Plays him. Yes. And I couldn't follow. I got really bored and I was like, ah. like it, it was one of those things I put on while I was like cleaning. Yeah. And it just didn't bring me in um but i think for the time because of like what he did he really like transformed like what stand-up was but i don't know if i've ever like heard any of his bits well other than the ones that are that dustin hoffman does in the movie i'm listening to his memoir now and i oh did he write it yeah okay hard to pay attention to honestly how old was he when he died he was young right 40 yeah what I believe is, you know, uh, when an iconoclast, when an iconoclast does their job, they render themselves irrelevant uh, because they change the world so much that mm-hmm. you can't imagine it not being the way that they made it. Yes. So, you know, they completely feed into the background. It kind of like R.E.M. Like R.E.M. was so radical for its time. And then yeah, you hear just, it and it sound just like sounds like regular anything. rock, <laughs> regular rock, like. I mean, even like supermarket rock, you know, I mean, obviously yeah. they skewed very adult in the 90s anyway, but but well, they, still they were college rock. They were. They were. Um, They did get poppier, but they're even when they weren't poppy, they were still poppy. They're still favorite easy R. listening to easy listening. I guess um, Man on the Moon. Now, Andy, did you hear about this one? Tell me how you locked in the pond. Andy, are you goofing on out? What about you? The Sidewinder sleeps tonight. Okay. I don't pick up, hang up, call back, let it ring some more. Oh, 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 oh. And I don't pick up, pick up the Sidewinder sleep, sleep, sleeps in a car. Call me and try to wake her. Call me and try to wake her. Call me and try to wake her. 
I guess we're fans of Automatic for the People because yeah, I, I was also going to say what was the first single? Drive. Uh, it's kind of heavy. Yeah, it is heavy. You I know, like but that I love one too. Um, I love what's the frequency, Kenneth? Do that. What's that uh, album called? Like Monster Crush. Crush. No, that was Orange Crush. Crush with eyeliner. Um, I also really, really, really love Night Swimming. I think that's such a beautiful song. Yeah. Night swimming deserves a quiet night. The photograph on the dashboard taken years ago. Turned around backwards so the windshield shows every street light reveals a picture in reverse. Still, it's so much clearer. I forgot my shirt at the water's edge. No, no, the one that, whatever the eyeliner song is, is like in a falsetto and it's kind of cool. Crush with eyeliner. What is the name of the album though? Monster, no? Oh, it's called Monster? Yes, it's called Monster. No, this isn't it. What's the one where he sings in the falsetto? Yeah, that's a monster. Okay, right. Let me see. Strange Currency? Tongue. Tongue, tongue. is the song. It's Tongue. This might be my favorite R.E.M. song. Let's hear it. I want to hear it. I want to remember. This is nice. Sounds kind of like our theme song. It's <laughs> 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 He's wearing eyeliner in the video, which is a very heavy eyeliner, which is why I get this confused with crush with eyeliner, which is from the scene. He has a crush with eye, whatever crush with eyeliner means, it's on his face in this video for tongue. He has a crush on eyeliner? Where he's crushed the eyeliner into the bottom, into his eyelids. album is really good yeah it was it was those two for me automatic for the people and then monster i guess what was the one before it out of time out of time let me see out of time was the huge that with losing losing my religion and shiny happy people shiny happy people was like the first my first well no my dad liked rem yeah i knew stand really well stand i missed it's the end of the world as we know it and i feel fine 
Oh, I knew that. Would that one come out first? Yeah. Oh. That's that's earlier well, my than dad, Stand. My dad was into them, so I yeah, definitely so knew. So you knew that. Yeah. So my dad was like, he he was weirdly into like college rock. when right. he, I guess he was probably in his 30s yes. and it seemed really old to me at right. the time. But, but it I makes was, sense in retrospect. Like, yeah. You, he yeah. Uh, like he's really into talking heads. Yeah, it would and, be like somebody our age being into like St. Vincent or something, yeah, right? Yeah. Arctic Monkeys. Are they something? Uh, they were, I think. I don't know. Who, Arcade like, Fire. Arcade Fire. Or that that's what I'm thinking about. And yes. then um Keys. Black Keys? Yeah. Uh, I feel like I read that Bruce Springsteen went to one of those concerts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My well, dad lo- loves Bruce Springsteen. Sure. So yeah, um, I feel but like speaking of Bruce's and also things that you mentioned a few minutes ago. Um <laughs> I do like Bruce LeBruce's movies. Like, I love Hustler White. Have you seen Hustler White? What's, what happens in it? Not much other than Tony Ward being a gay hustler in L.A. And it's kind of oh, done. Oh, I've, I've seen that. I've seen... Uh, I love that one. I've seen... Um, well, what, most of the ones I've watched were his art films that are, like, yeah. in the actual, like, museum. So, okay. um, I watched one that was, like, gay, maybe skinheads but they had hair right like a lot of imagery it's like it's like sexualized he would sexualize proud boys i think you're talking about skin flick he probably would if if that if he, if anybody could get away with doing that yeah. today which i don't think anybody could without just being but that's but that is a little bit of his aesthetic some like there are guys in his movies that at least kind of, i've seen the thing one about proud boys is that not a lot of them are like hot. no but if like you were to do, pick like models and, right. and you were doing like an editorial version of yes. like proud boys yeah if you were like to try to like proud boys but make it fashion right <laughs> and then make it porn i don't know i think that there is i think part of the skinhead aesthetic comes from seeing actual hot skinheads which exist Whereas the Proud Boys thing is a little bit more of a leap. Yeah, but but the so the only difference for me aesthetically, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Politics make them not hot. I meant like skinheads, but they have hair. So white supremacists hair. Yeah, like white. There's an idea. White supremacists. Okay, so so they have hair. So they're not like they have hair. They have uh, different hair, same dogma. Yes. Okay. See that to me that, but that's they have the, like the boots and the jeans and the right, the right, right, tank Still, tops, right, you right. know, all the fashion. Yeah, right. Which is fashion that I like, which is because it's hard because there were skinheads that weren't racist, and then like racists kind of took that over. That was very skinheads. confusing to me, and yeah. I never. No, well, it just took. It's like how Gavin took over Fred Perry. But these see, see these. Yes, are, I've, I watched that. This is skin flick. This is the cover to it. But they don't have hair. They don't have hair. But as I've seen him do hair riffs <laughs> on that. Well, I guess I guess maybe because they're just all white. Yes, they are all white. Yeah. So I guess I, maybe I associate. <laughs> well, fair enough. I mean, there are definitely people who thought nothing of not very long ago, like only having white gay men that are fetishized in a and that wasn't even second guessed because it was like well they're gay you know yeah fringe enough <laughs> don't need to but you know obviously that's a re- horrible pattern and uh, representation gets real fucked up in the process and you know i don't think representation is everything but i think it's important 
I love that this started about Lenny Bruce and now we're talking about sexual gay skinheads. I don't know. I feel like that's a through line. <laughs> I feel like Lenny Bruce would be talking about that today, you know? Yeah. So what I what is his like, I, I've only ever heard the stuff that Dustin Hoffman does in right. the movie. And it's mostly like he's just lecturing the, the audience and yeah. no one's laughing. <laughs> right. And he's like freaking out about the man or whatever. Well, it's the man in terms of like oppressive culture. There's yes. actually it's actually very gawkery. His whole fuck the man, almost like yeah, nihilistic. Gawk. Yeah, you know, but not full on violent about it. But like pretty much like dive bomber kind of personality. With you know, a filthy mouth. Well, and and he went to prison a lot. Yeah. That's the main. That's sort of his main revolution. I think he basically made people allowed to curse in that. You know, capacity. marvelous Mrs. Mabel's, right? Uh, Mrs. Is Maisel. Maisel. I, I'm aware <laughs> of it. I've never seen it, but I know there's a Lenny Bruce character in that. Yes. And she, and because she gets arrested. And there's. Oh, she does. What does she do? She goes down and in her, in her nightgown and performs in her nightgown. Okay. Because she's like having like a meltdown or something. Mm, that sounds interesting. Um, Or maybe. And she, or she talked about breasts. Okay. She talked about breasts. Okay. And she got arrested for it. She and then he bailed her out of jail, but it's not worth watching. I watched the whole yeah, first gonna... season because I just I thought it was going to be more of a Joan Rivers story. Like right. that's kind of how it was pitched, like in the to me in the trailer. Or yeah. That's how I took it in. That's how right. I received it. OK, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this is gonna be like Joan, Joan Rivers, like doing abortion jokes. It, it's, you know, the woman who wrote Gilmore Girls and the talking is all it's just constant. Fucking oh, talking. right, right, right. That style. Yeah. What is her name? Amy Sherman Palladino. Is that who did it? Sounds right. But I watched it because I just wanted to see what happened. And then I turned on the second season and I watched one episode and I was like, oh, yeah. this show. Yeah, that's... Constant talking. People are like, <laughs> the only review I need. <laughs> we haven't talked at all about Britney Spears. OK, what do you want to say about it? No, I just feel like maybe we should say something. I feel like I everything's been said. Yeah, well, exactly. well, I think, but I, but I, you know what? I want to acknowledge, I just want to acknowledge it. Okay. I just can't believe that it went on, that it's been going on for as long as it has. I, I guess know. also too, like, I just thought like, oh, this is, seems to be working for them. It never even crossed my mind that it was not her. Yeah. To me, what did cross my mind is for a really long period on stage, she seemed super miserable and like she was just going through the motions. So at that point, I was like, they're just propping her up. What is going on? Well, but I didn't people really started thinking that like I. Yeah. And then they did that Black Mirror episode. And it's like, oh, that's Britney. It's like a really slow boil. But she had an upswing, though, too. She had a period where she seemed more into it uh, somewhat recently after her like 2010s, early, early 2010s kind of like mm -hmm. winging it thing there toward 2015 or so i remember there being an upswing and she was engaged again and i was like oh britney what was that when she like went this, to I guess. when she went to vegas yeah i think so and people were really impressed because they yeah. thought she would just be sleepwalking through it and she didn't yeah she kind of gave it her all she really committed to it i think after a certain point she stopped being so engaged with the work again yeah and she didn't want to do it anymore and it's Clearly. like i did you see what she what she uh sub instagrammed she like no. sub posted about jamie lynn Jamie Lynn. Yeah. Right. Because Jamie Lynn posted in her stories like support for Britney. Like yeah. she was like, you know, praying for you or blah, blah, blah. And then wait, don't I'll read it to you. You know, she posted like a quote. 
Never forget who ignored you when you needed them and who helped you before you even had to ask. And then she has a long caption. It says, there's nothing worse than when the people closest to you who never showed up for you post things in regard to your situation. <laughs> who could she be worse. talking about? Yeah, there's nothing worse <laughs> when people do that. <laughs> Not <laughs> no, naming that names. Never has happened to me. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and speak righteously for support. There's nothing worse than that. <laughs> That's it. She wrote it again. No, four exclamation points. How dare the people you love the most say anything at all? Did they even put a hand out to even lift me up at the time? How dare you make it public that now you care? Did you put your hand out when I was drowning? Again, no. So if you're reading this and you know who you are. and <laughs> We all do. And you actually have the nerve to say anything about my situation just to save face for yourself publicly. If you're going to post something... Please stop at the righteous approach when you're so far from righteous. It's not even funny. Three middle finger emojis and have a good day. <laughs> Five exclamation points. I have to say that the logic is sound. Totally. It's coherent. P.S. If you're reading this today and you can relate, I'm sorry because I know what it's like. Well, I yes. send you my love. Who? Maybe one of the Kardashians. <laughs> too? I mean, <laughs> Rooney and Kate seems really like specific to <laughs> A kind of person. Yeah. Um, a kind of person named Britney Spears. She just posted 39 minutes ago. She must have control over her Instagram now yeah. because she didn't before. I think right. now she does. Yes. Because they, they said that they would delete her post, that everything got checked. That's right. why she could never say anything before. Do you remember when people were like, wear yellow if you're in distress? Yes. And then she would. And then they'd yes. be like, wear black. And she was she was communicating she was with it. people. She was doing Crazy. it. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So she posted another quote. You know when people are going through stuff when they post quotes on Instagram as oh, their it, image. As their image, you know? yeah. Mm -hmm. Take me as I am or kiss my ass, eat shit, <laughs> and step on Legos. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Just <laughs> letting you know. Another long, long caption. This She just posted this. Wow. Okay. For those of you who chose to criticize my dancing videos... Look, I'm not going to be performing on any stages anytime soon with my dad handling what I wear, say, do, or think. I've done that for the past 13 years. I'd much rather share videos, yes, from my living room instead of on stage in Vegas where some people were so far gone they couldn't even shake my hand and I ended up getting a contact high from weed all the time, which I didn't mind, but it would have been... <laughs> which I didn't mind, but it would have been nice to be able to go to the motherfucking spa. <laughs> I agree with everything in that <laughs> sentence. Wow, Brittany. And no, I'm not going to put on heavy makeup and try, try, try on stage again and not be able to do the real deal with, re my, with remixes of my songs for years and begging to put my new music in my show for my fans. So I quit. I don't like that my sister showed up in an award show and performed my songs to remixes. The conservatorship killed my dreams. So all I have is hope, and hope is the only thing in this world that is very hard to kill. Yet people still try. I didn't like the way the documentaries bring up humiliating moments from my past. Which is what I said. I, that was my review of, of Framing Britney Spears. I said... You know, I think that like the documentary kind of talks outside out of both sides of its mouth because it's showing all of this footage in a really gratuitous way while being like, look at how bad they were to her. So that part of the entertainment of it is to see that again. And it kind of aligns itself with yeah. that, which it decries. And then I found out that Britney Spears also held that opinion. And I was like, 
I am I crazy or but I think <laughs> but I think that she's totally coherent and has a good read on it. So yeah. I'm deeply empathetic with Britney Spears. It turns out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't even trying. I guess humiliating means like uh the the shaving the head thing and the yeah. umbrella thing. Yeah. But for me, I think it is important to show some of that because one of the things that they said that was humiliating or that would have affected her mental health was like when Justin Timberlake did the song about her right. and how embarrassing that must have been. And yeah. you're on this huge stage and she's getting like all the girls who like NSYNC and like him hate her. So they're like just giving her all this hate. And that must have been really hard. And she just wanted to take a break and from her from working. So like it made sense to me that she snapped like that with shaving her head and like things had just built up. So I I mean... That is a kind of a pivotal moment, but it's like, for me, it, it doesn't say like, oh, she's crazy. It's like, oh, like you would be driven nuts too if you had to fucking deal with this. Like you would snap. I know I would. I would. Yeah. I've snapped it way less. Yeah. I mean, there aren't really easy answers about it, but I I just found it to be hypocritical. Maybe, uh, maybe like, maybe by its very nature or the nature of media and representation, there will be those contradictions and unanswered questions, but it just seemed kind of gratuitous to me, I guess. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I don't, I mean, see eye to eye with Brittany. Uh, she's yeah. All right. Let me finish this. Sorry. But I like that. She's talking about it. I like it too. And you know what? The saddest thing is to me that like, she had to sit on all this forever. She's, yes. She this is coming speak. out in a torrent. Yeah. You know, this, she's just going from thing to thing here, you know, yeah. and, and another thing. <laughs> I'm way past all that and have been for a long time. And for women who say it's weird the way I still have hope for fairy tales, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Middle finger emoji. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I respect her right to fairy tales. As I said, hope is all I have right now. You're lucky I post anything at all. That's you true. You don't like what you see, unfollow me. People try to kill hope because hope is one of the most vulnerable and fragile things there is. I'm going to go read a motherfucking fairy tale now. PSSS, if you don't want to see my precious ass dancing in my living room or it's not up to your standards, go read a fucking book. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I hope she doesn't get super haters talking about it ish because that's a drag. But I think getting it out once or, you know, every now and then. I think she's finally been able to say exactly what she wants to say. It's like dropping Mentos in a Coke bottle. You know, it's been just bubbling beneath the surface and now it's just like exploding right but i just you know the the genre of communication that's a message to my haters i is just usually really annoying i just hope this doesn't become her thing i hope she's getting it out and she's not going to harp on the haters stuff because that becomes tiresome real quick the reason why I brought this up is because I've been listening to this podcast called Toxic. Yeah. And it's about her story. And these two girls actually been working on it for two years. And they oh, were good. supposed to be releasing the first episode the week that um, Brittany actually gave her testimony. And they'd never heard her speak before. So the whole podcast was uh, based on never having heard her speak. And I so see. then they had basically wow. kind of redo it. But they get great access. They did this last episode. They interview Jason Alexander. Mm-hmm. And they interviewed they interviewed him face to face. Wow. And they interviewed Dave Holmes because he, cool. you know, had interviewed her dozens of times. She was on um, TRL. I think they said 93 times wow. or something like that. Wow. Like more than any other artist. Wow. Well, and Dave Holmes is great anyway. So he is great. And he said a lot of really funny things. He's he's so funny and he's smart. Really good. We don't deserve Dave Holmes. Yeah, he's awesome. 
really. So these girls, they actually are the ones who noticed the Instagram messages, messages and stuff, because they had a podcast called Britney Graham or something or Britney's Graham. And right. they, but they started they're as kind of very like a free Britney movement, right? They're they started in, free Britney. They yeah. were the first people to do they're, the hashtag. They're in the New York Times documentary. Yes. yes. They're, they're the people at the courthouse. Right. And then you they know? got this gig. What is it? Spotify that they're doing this for or what company? Cause now that this, they're getting paid. Yeah. Now they're getting paid to do it to produce, but, but they did, but they were doing Britney's gram. It started not as a conspiracy theory right. thing. It started as like. To like enjoy her dancing, yeah. to like to review, you know, her paintings and like all that other stuff. Cause she just she's was crazy on Instagram. I mean, like she was like active. Very active on Instagram. Always doing something. Yeah. And it was funny. And she like definitely had like her a style. Right. And these girls are fans. Like they weren't but, but, but they also but that's are, the thing too, is that when people say she wasn't running her Instagram, I don't think she had final cut per se, no, but she was obviously contributing very much to it. Yes, but she wasn't she she wasn't allowed to post freely. Right. She was censored. Right. And it got and I think it got more and more restrictive as yeah. time went on. Yeah, yeah. Although um, there was real weird stuff as recently as last year that I saw. Mm. I'm as skinny as a needle, I think was last year. Oh, okay. Anyway, so this these girls started this and then, you know, slowly things started to happen with the conservatorship. And then they realized they're the ones who kind of like were bringing up that Britney had not been seen. Remember, like when she canceled the Vegas tour and mm. then they said it was because her dad was very sick. Yes. And then all of a sudden she went missing and no one knew where she was. Mm -hmm. And then they were like later they were like, oh, she was uh, she's been taking a break and she checked herself into like whatever this mental uh, I mean, it was a facility. Yeah. These yeah. are those girls. Right. And this is a project that they've been working on for two years and it's good, but it's very good. I, I, I highly recommend. <laughs> I um I have a recording. I'd made a recording this week. Okay. Oh, I, did you did you write a song? Well, I, I, I sketched out what I imagine a song to be. This song was written over the past week. demo form yeah. how long did it take you to work on that oh i just did it in a, a little bit today i mean oh, it's I, really good i had like figured out so last week oh mm -hmm. I, you know what For, i don't think i've ever sung oh wait maybe during the um endies i sang it yeah you musical. definitely sang it yeah yeah. but it was a song that i wrote um did what did we did you originally on our bonus sing in a bonus yeah. yes which rich can, gets to singing in the bonus i do <laughs> um and uh but i sang it like a frank sinatra thing yes and then we were talking about it last week and the way that tracy sang it sounded like a freestyle song to me <laughs> so, so i was like let me try it like that and uh i went into my bathroom i mean there's a lot of echo <laughs> reverb on the vocal yeah <laughs> this is good that was really good i'm very thank impressed you. thank you I'm, yeah. I'm so glad yeah one of my passions <laughs> passion cells yeah did Yashar get back to you? No, he didn't. Oh, I didn't even mention on here. So I, I DM'd Yashar Ali. 
after we discussed him last week. I genuinely am concerned that something happened to him. I I do really think that maybe because I don't think we would know. I don't know. I would. I assume that we would know. Who knows? Uh, actually, someone you can call is someone who left us a message. Well, um, I to, I would, it's it's phone a friend. Well, it depends on how you. I want to phone friend. a stranger. Okay. But what? But what were you gonna say? What? What did they say? Well, we listened to it last week. Hi, Rich and Tracy. I have been reading you guys since Gawker when I was a deranged teenager. Now I'm a deranged adult who is actively bartending during fucking pandemic bullshittery. If you guys want to hear about what that was like, I would love to chat with you because I think you're wicked smart. Um, I don't have anything else to say. I've been daydreaming about myself. I thought it might be like speakeasies or something. Or like a trip to the recent past. What? <laughs> I think that's what they want to talk about. I think they want they to talk, want to about, talk like about like weird pan, like what it was like to bartend in a pandemic. Oh, okay. You want to call them? Yeah. I think okay. that sounds interesting. Yeah, it does. Um, so do I have to do that like now? Why not? Hello? Hi. Is this Charlotte? This is indeed. Okay. Hi, Charlotte. Hi. How's it going? Good. How's it going? <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're just recording and uh, we were curious about what kind of stuff you had to report while, while bartending during the pandemic. Oh, it's funny. I was just talking about this. I was recounting how my best friend at work was a pill-addicted racist um, conspiracy theory dishwasher because no one else came back to work. So when was that? Yeah. Um, that was last July. So July 2020 was when I was forced to go back to work. Well, what kind of conspiracies were they into? Was it like QAnon? QAnon? Wait, say that one more time. <laughs> QAnon? Was was that the kind uh, of... Con- oh, yeah. I loved QAnon. He would call it a pandemic. Um, oh. He would go, I don't know. I just would take everything you hear with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> was it busy? Last July? Oh, oh my God, absolutely. I had 14 tables. So it was me, a full restaurant, and then one other person who oh was my, God. my manager. And that was it. Where do you live? Um, this is in Providence in Rhode Island. Because that's really early to be like opening up a bar, no? I mean, I feel like they didn't open up like We the- couldn't do bar service, but I was still bartending for every table in the restaurant. Right, right. We were so busy, I would take an order at a table, go back behind the bar, make their entire drinks, go back to the table, put it down, and then run away. Like, literally sprint away from right. them. Wow. We would get um, so many obscene phone calls. Really? For some reason. It, like, that, that was new to the pandemic? Yeah. I've never, I've been in restaurants for like 10 years, and I've never had something like that happen. Wow. Like, old school obscene, like, heavy breathing type of shit? Uh, this guy would call. It was always the same guy. We couldn't block his number because he would always have different Google numbers. So he would call. This is like a two-week period he did this. He'd call and go, come outside so I can fuck you in the ass. Oh. So by like the sixth time, I was like, make a fucking reservation. Because <laughs> <laughs> my brain broke. Uh, was it, I don't know. Was it creepy at all? I guess it was just busy for you, right? I mean, I don't know. I just... 
It's just like the, such the a obscene phone call. No, no. Just in general, working through the pandemic. I mean, last July, did you feel back to normal or did it feel like a total apocalypse? No, it was thing? terrifying. It was terrifying. Nobody was vaccinated. This is July 2020. Right, like, right. We all got heat stroke because you could only work on the patio. So you're in full sun all day in a fucking mask. Oh, my God. Because people just had to have brunch. <laughs> it was like mid-July. And there were, we still had tons of arbitrary rules. Like you can only see people from the same household. Right. Uh, mm. uh, we couldn't use metal utensils. We can only use plastic I utensils. Rem- yeah, I remember oh. this weird. I wasn't going out at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me neither. No. It was kind of taboo. And people would yeah, come. Yeah, it was. It, you would. I would. No one would dare put something on Instagram. And if you did, get ready wow. for the comments. Yeah. <laughs> not not in Rhode Island. Yeah. We were it sounds like it. Doing regular well, numbers. Well, there was also. And people would come in and be like, where can we, like, what's open? What should we see while we're in the city? Right. And we'd be like, leave. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, shit. No, I should tell you guys about how we got, um, our restaurant got shut down in October <gasps> because someone got COVID. Oh. So what happened? Because so, you guys were doing contact tracing, right? You had to like. No, it was it was an employee. Oh. It was my best friend, the Reese's dishwasher, who uh, never wore it. Oh, he, really? he ended up getting it. <laughs> Wow. Imagine well, that. <laughs> I know. We were shocked. So he fucking got it. The owner of the restaurant, him and the dishwasher were, they had both been exposed to COVID that weekend and fucking knew about it. So the owner then comes in on Tuesday because this 12 top did a, a restaurant, like they rented out the restaurant to do a private dining tasting menu to celebrate this 78 year old woman's um, birthday slash um, end of chemo. Oh my god! Well, that is a special occasion. <laughs> I'll give him that. <laughs> he knew that he had been exposed to COVID. Still came in to do this this dinner for this cancer survivor. Doesn't come in the next day, and then the following day we get a Slack message saying he tested positive for COVID, and we all had to close down. Oh, my God. That's, so was he fired at that point or does he still work there? That's the owner. Oh, the owner. Yeah. Wow. They never told the family. Oh, my God. They might have been exposed. To. Wow. That's fucked up. Do you still work there? No. God, good, no. Good. Seems like no. a situation to get out of. <laughs> I, I enjoyed this trip into recent history. You know, I kind of last forgot year, about pandemic. a lot of the stupid like requirements and like arbitrary rules how weird it was i really i really like kind of pushed that out of my head yeah yeah oh it was insane it was really insane scream at you and throw things at you because you'd be like i just need a name for contact tracing yeah and i'm like i don't know you just make it up (laughs) (laughs) god you don't need to scream at me i'm making two dollars an hour right exactly (laughs) thank you for talking to us yeah absolutely have a good night Bye, bye charlotte bye um, I read a comment of ours on uh, Apple, a okay. comment, a, com- a, com- a review left for us, which is a good time because we haven't said this in forever, mm. but please rate and review us on Apple podcast. Yeah. Just rate, do it. Rate please. And review. It, you just have to tap it. It's free. Just tap, just tap a star. I just, I just want to see those numbers go up, you know? Yeah. Make me feel like we're getting Something. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said, sometimes I think I wish this podcast had a regular format, but then I remember they are completely baked, so never mind. LOL. Don't change a thing, y'all. 
which is nice. But what do you think like a regular format like would be? We do have a regular format. What's our format? Our format is cold open, intro music, sometimes cameo intro music, episode. Right. Outro music. Well, that's a real... That's our format. <laughs> okay. It's not... It's, it's, I'm t- a real loose format. Well, it's loosey-goosey, but it's a format. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair enough if you didn't catch that. I, the person said don't change anything. So, yeah. you know, well, it was a five-star review. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. No, it wasn't criticism. I was just... It just got me thinking. About wanting a format? No, about what a format would even mean. Within... Segments. She wants segments. Or, yeah, or recurring things or something. We can do a moment of zen. <laughs> well, that's a ripoff. Okay, well, why don't we do ripoffs? Ripoffs. <laughs> ripoff <laughs> segments. <laughs> we just ripoff segments from other shows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Could we do some kind of courtroom thing? Sue each other? Judge Judy? Well, I mean, I feel like phone a friend is a little bit like when Judge Judy goes into the other room, which I love love those episodes when she goes to make a phone call without like the witnesses yeah, it's, there it's like when batgirl was on batman was like, yes <laughs> totally <laughs> a little motorcycle would come in the beginning <laughs> gonna be a good episode <laughs> okay uh, there's gonna be a pregnant man emoji take with that what you will they 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 intru- they introduced the new emojis and there's gonna be a pregnant man. Okay. And that's our show. Uh, Wait, no, I want to talk about the pregnant man. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good idea. I know. I'm just letting you know. I am. Thank you for telling me. So I didn't know. You're welcome. And that's my wheelhouse. I feel like so. Pregnant men in what way? Well, like because women's, gender, women's things. Yeah, women's, women's things. gender identity, uh, pregnancy. I've. I've done all of it. <laughs> okay. It's your thing. <laughs> Pregnancy is Tracy's thing. <laughs> it's not my, well, it's, well, maybe it was my thing. So I'm doing 23andMe and I feel like it's kind of a grift because they take a really long time to get you your DNA. Yeah. And they take all your data. And then they, they interview you about everything, your entire medical history. And they're yeah. like, contribute to studies. Yeah. And at first I was like, okay. And I was like, okay, is this like, maybe this will help Alzheimer's. Yeah. <laughs> but like, no. Right. Um, and they asked me how many pregnancies I had and I counted them and it was an awful lot. Right. It was an awful lot <laughs> for having one kid. Right. <laughs> it Very was a low, lot. Low, low birth rate in Tracy's womb. <laughs> <laughs> it can't survive me. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, what was it, like 25? No. Okay. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> right. It was nine. One out of nine fetuses growing in Tracy's womb <laughs> matures into a <laughs> self-sustainable human. Wow, I only have like a 10% birth rate. Less than that. But that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank um, you so much for listening. And remember when we said rate and review us? We'd love that. Just do it. For us. Come on. <laughs> I'm not, I'm past, I'm, I'm, I'm past being nice you about know, this. We <laughs> catch more flies with honey roots. I know, I've tried. <laughs> I mean, we actually do have a robust number of ratings, I think. Do we? On, I literally have like not looked in a while. Almost I should 600. be looking, it's my job. It's almost 600. Yeah, here, really? Yeah. 570 or so. You know what would be great? What? Let's get to 666. Okay. Help us get to 666. Yeah, help us get to 666. So how, what are our likes now as of the recording of this show? 572. 572, that's, not, that's less than 100. I'm 
sure there's more than 100 of you who haven't done this yet. Let's get to 666 and then we'll celebrate. What will we do if we get to 666? <laughs> I don't know. Like Anyway, that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want more... <laughs> Patreon.com slash pot psychology is bonuses and our weekly. Well, I'm sorry. Our <laughs> semi weekly. No, no it's, it's our, it's our weekly. bonus. It's our, it's our, it's our, it's our premium our series, premium series that where, uh, <laughs> we're, and we're recapping the real world season three. Yeah. But you get access to our recaps of season one, season two and real world homecoming, which I've basically forgotten at this point. Me too. It's but you know really... what? I haven't forgotten about Eric. I yeah, sure. dreamed about him. <laughs> I, I mean, I dreamt about him the other night. It was sexual. Okay. I figured. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also like emotional. And I feel like <laughs> if I did his ayahuasca retreat, like I do feel like I would have a connection with him. Right. I honestly feel that. Anyway, that's our show. <laughs> uh, we mentioned what else the premiere. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, give say. us a call. 347 